Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Welcome, listeners, to our seventh episode. I'm Sue. I'm Jill. And we actually apologize for not posting a um, podcast last week, right? I know. I was so sick. I thought I was on my deathbed. I was so sick. I lost my voice. I was pretty much a zombie that week. Yeah, but you were so loyal to the podcast that she wanted to come on. And I told her, well, you've lost your voice. So I don't know if our listeners could hear anything you say. I know. I brought all my stuff. I was ready to do the podcast. And Sue was like, no, you can't do it. It it wouldn't sound good. And I'm like, I agree. So yeah. we took a break, but now we're here. Now we're here. And it's actually the week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So really quickly before we get into our topic, um, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? I think, I think you know this. I have had a lot of new experiences recently. So I'm just really thankful for the people around me, my community. I think like you and new friends that I've met and especially with my new nephew coming. I'm super just grateful for my family and, you know, the thing that we got. What about you? I think the same thing, right? You're um, always grateful for the people in your life, even if at that moment you um, don't always act like it. So I think mm-hmm. that Thanksgiving is a really good time to just think about what it, what you're thankful for. And I know my daughter, she did an activity where... In kindergarten, they made a little placemat and she, you know, she obviously had her family and her friends. And then she made a little picture of rotating sushi. (laughs) So she says she's thankful for rotating sushi. And so it's really funny to think about at different stages in your life, what you are thankful for. And I think as we get older, we're always thankful for our health and um, what's kind of impacts us and what's important to us right now. What's one thing that's not the basic family or friends? Like, what's something that's kind of unique that you are thankful for this year? Hmm. I am thankful that I can go back to Korea this summer. I Mm -hmm. think that um, we went back last summer. I'm thankful that I have a job that provides that kind of flexibility to be able to take three weeks off. And my husband's job has that flexibility and my kids are at the right age. I'm thankful that my um, parents can also go and experience it because it's really, you know, after you go on a trip, you always think, oh, I when I go back, I want to do this and yeah. this. And so after our month-long trip in Korea in June, and that was the first time after 20 years, there were so many things that um, after the fact, I'm like, oh, I want to try this or do this. So I am very thankful that we are able to go again in June and we're actually making a stop in Tokyo for a week. So that will be Mm. exciting. So I think those, those kinds of experiences, I'm thankful that I can have them with my kids and my parents can have it with us because my parents worked all the time. So we never went anywhere The you know, the only trip we ever went to was Las Vegas. So for Mm -hmm. them to be able to travel and then travel Mm. with my kids, um, is something that my kids won't forget. I think for me, I'm really thankful for the podcast this year. I think you know this. It's something that I have to like look forward to. And it really did come from a time of, I mean, after like the whole breakup, um, 
there was just something missing, you know, after that relationship. And this really filled the void. And it gives me something to look forward to every Wednesday. And I listen to it and getting other people excited about it. So I'm really thankful for this podcast. Yeah, and we are verbal processors. So there is a nice to have a platform to just talk and think. I know. And because I think we're such verbal processors, it's important for us to have friends. So I wanted us this week to kind of talk about friendships and what it looks like in your 40s, in your 20s, and specifically what it looks like for you, Sue, and what friendships look like for me. I know, because we've had some heated discussion about friendships. Like, what does it mean to be a true friend? Yeah. And um, I definitely think where you are in your stage of life, at least for me, um, shows up differently with friends. How many friends do you think you have? You know, if I base it by our Christmas cards that go out, I don't know. We send out, we purchase about 150 Christmas cards and we send out to about 150 families. So I would say between that, I mean, I think friendship is so interesting when you're at, when you're my age, because you have, by your 40s, you've had cycles of friends from different eras. Yeah. And, you know, you and I kind of, we've talked about this. I don't necessarily think the length of time defines the significance of the friendship, you know, because sometimes you might meet somebody in your forties and you connect instantly and you have a lot in common and you just want to spend a lot of time with. Um, whereas in your twenties, you know, you pride yourself on where we were friends since high school or college and, I think that's one of the really interesting things about friends. I think for me, what friendship looks like, and I, you always find this super interesting, but I only have like five close friends. And those five close friends are either from high school or college. And one of them is from grad school. But I am a person that I don't have a lot of friends. But the friends that I do have, they're deep relationships. So... If that makes sense. Well, I think it's more interesting because when I found out you don't have the mix, right? They're in their own group. None of my friends mix. So I've never had like a big birthday party because it's just uncomfortable. They know me from different stages of my life. I know them from different, you know, places. So it's just, you know, like who I am with one friend is not who I am with the other friend. Wow, that's really interesting. I think for me, I have friends from all different time periods. So it's not necessarily that I am different when I'm with them. It's what we discuss and what we have in common is what Hmm. changes. I guess similar to that, but sorry, I'm losing my voice. But I don't know, like my friends from high school, they all know each other, but we didn't hang out in the same friend group. They're all from different friend groups. And then my friends from college, they wouldn't know my friends from high school. And then my friends after college, they wouldn't know. So it's just, I don't, I don't really like to mix my friends. They're all separate. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I talked to my husband about this. We have, we are type of people that easily make friends, lots of contacts and people, um, And we're able to have really great conversation. But I feel like our lives are so busy 
that um, we don't necessarily go out with friends all the time. It's when you see them or you're texting them or emailing them or Instagramming them, something, you know, it's like that. I think for us, we're just so busy with life that sometimes making time for friends is hard. I'm actually really bad at it, but my friends are good about, hey, it's time for us to meet. Can you make this date? So that that's when I, you know, show up, but I'm never really the planner. How often do you see your friends? So I think there's a thing with like, you make friends as your kids make friends, right? Through <clears throat> school or sports. So those people you see often. So when you're at this event together, you're talking or at a kid's birthday party or thing, a family gathering, things like that. So it's funny. I feel like people who you meet more recently in your day-to-day life cycle, you see actually more frequently yeah. than people that I'm friends with from college that I see every three months. But do you feel closer to the people that you see more often? You know, I'm actually a very transparent person, so I build connection and trust really quickly. So I don't think that I'm closer to them. I think um, I I would say that it's more about what are we talking about at that moment. But one of, you know, I definitely know who I don't connect with. Um, I cannot be friends with people who just don't parent the way that I parent that's Hmm. like one of my non-negotiables and I know other people are different than I but I cannot you know I think parenting is such a a big role you know it's such a serious job it's our most important job that I just can't be friends or spend deep conversation or time with people who basically don't parent the same way which is mainly are not reflective or have a lot of excuses or their kids are just really rude or disrespectful I can't because that's not how I don't think that's the best way to raise future leaders and citizens do you think you have best friends I think that I have lots of really great friends but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think I have like one person. And I think it's because I've been with Jim since I was 17 and he was 18. So he's always been my constant. Like he's your best friend. He's my best friend, you know, even though I feel like we have the least anything in common. But he is because 17 all the way to now 43, he's the person that's been there consistently, yeah. right? Whereas I think if you meet someone later in your 20s or 30s, you haven't depended on this one person the whole time. That's true. I mean, I actually have a couple friends who are the type to say, I don't have best friends. Everybody's my best friend. But I'm the type that I have best friends. And then everyone else are just confidants. Just far away friends. Yeah. But I think that, you know, we've talked about this, like, more and more as you become older and you have different stages in your life and as they have different stages in their lives, you're going to start seeing things that maybe rub you the wrong way or you didn't see because as we get older, we have more life pressures that impact us and, and people respond differently to stressful situations. I know. I think even, especially now that I'm in my mid twenties, a lot of my friendships have changed because 
before in high school, you would see the same friends every single day. You would have lunch with them and you'd have class and you would hang out with them after school or in college, we would live together, you know, eat lunch and dinner. But now a lot of us are working. We live far apart from each other. So we don't see each other often and get to spend a lot of quality time. So my friendships are changing, you know, and I have some one friend that I see, you know, every week and other friends that I see maybe like once or twice um, a month or a couple months. So I'm in a weird stage where my friendships are changing and it's weird because I'm like, are they, are we close as we used to be or are we distancing ourselves? Is it bad? Like, what can we do? Or is that natural? You know, um, I made some really, really close friends at work when I was in my 20s. And I think work is so different. You're in your 20s. You're single. You don't have kids. If you wanted to go out, you could go out. And with these people who are in the same, who are in it with you. And one of the hardest things about leaving a job when you have really great friends is you worry, do those friendships sustain? Yeah. And um, I can tell you they do. You may not see them every day, but when you do see them, it's like nothing. For me, it feels like time hasn't passed because if they're really, and you have that true connection, I guess I'm more about connection. If you really have that connection with that person, you will have that connection even if you don't see them every day. I guess. I mean, even my one friend that I met in grad school, she actually lives in Korea. And so we only get to see each other like once a year or like twice a year when she's come back or I go over there. But when we do meet up, it's like no time has passed. And that's your most recent friend, right? That's only been three years. Yeah, but she is now one of my core five friends. But do you think that... um... Because you met her after college and you knew you were more mature. You knew what you wanted to be. It was your master's. Do you feel a different type of friendship? Does it look different, feel different than someone you met in high school? That's your friend? Yeah, the connection was so instant. Like we met online because I did grad school during COVID time. But we had so many similarities because we were both Korean American and we both had similar life stories and growing up. And so we just got each other on a certain level that none of my other friends got me. Because actually, interestingly enough, none of my other friends are Korean American, my core five, and she's the only one. So we got each other on just that immigrant level that, um, kind of having to be, are we Korean enough? Are we an American enough? Like she got it. And she's that one friend that there could be like months where we don't talk. And then out of nowhere, we would send each other a long voice memo and it's like back to normal. So it is different. Whereas my friendship before, it was all based on spending time together. Like as the more time we spent together, the closer we were. But if we didn't spend time together, Maybe there's some distance and maybe there's something going on in our relationship. I think um, you and I are similar in that um, I don't have, I like growing up, I did not have Korean best friends or yeah. really great friends either. My friends were all different um, cultures. And that's very unique, I think, mm-hmm. to us because for the most part, I know if uh, lots of people who, who, if you grew up with a lot of Korean Americans like we did, which is a lot of people in Southern California, yeah. 
most of your friends are Korean American. Yeah. And that's your circle. And, you know, and a lot of the times they went to school together, elementary, middle, high school, and even now settled in the same ethnic enclave city together Mm -hmm. and their kids are going up. So in that way, like, I do see those kinds of relationships of people I know and I think, whoa, that must be so interesting. And I wonder if their connection is that they both they all grew up Korean American yeah. and that holds on to their friendships. Yeah. But for me, I I never had really like close Korean American friends, so I don't have that kind of consistent core group that a lot of people I think Yeah, I feel do. like you don't have like a core group. Mm-mm. It's interesting. But you have a bunch of friends. But I have a bunch of friends. But I do always, you know, I have a um, a sixth grader, a third grader, and a kindergartner. And I always did want, and I say this to Jim all the time, like a, a family best friend with kids that are exactly oh, yeah. the same age. Yeah. And we haven't found those people. You know, because it would be so great to... Um, well, maybe it's just my delusion of just like you would travel with them and the kids would always play together. Yeah. And But we haven't really found that because we either have friends whose kids are much younger or kids whose their youngest is our oldest. Yeah. Right. So um, I feel like that's one piece. But now that our kids are getting older, it's kind of less of that. Have you ever had to cut off a friend? Like, they used to be really close to you, and now they're not anymore. Like, you're not even on speaking terms. Not in a, not because we um, had a f- conflict, mm-hmm. but I think because of life. Like, I have one friend who we were very, very close in our 20s, and then she had, she got married, and she had kids, and then she went through some, tr- like, traumatic life things, and then she got moved away and got divorced so she's kind of living her life yeah um and it's not but i know it's not just me because i think she needed distance from like all our friend groups when she left so i don't really have i don't have to really drop drop i guess people because i'm also very honest So from the beginning if i think something's odd i'll be like did you think that was straight you know so i don't let I, you know, I think my friendships are very, very honest and raw from the beginning. So there is no honeymoon stage, I guess that's what Mm. I would say. How about, do you think you act differently? Act differently? From the beginning. No, I think I'm like you, like what you see is what you get. But I did have to cut off a friend in college. And I think, you know, one thing about me is, I loyalty is super important so I don't cut a lot of people out of my life like even if we drift apart like I will still hold on and I'll still try to you know keep that friendship alive but in high school I was really close to this one girl and you know all throughout since freshman year to senior year and her family was close to my family like we did spend a lot of time together and she ended up going to Santa Barbara so there was some distance between us And she got in a relationship and, you know, started talking to me less. And I think there were things that happened and I wasn't really totally on board with what happened. So I was just fully transparent and saying, hey, I really don't like him, to be fully honest. And he wasn't the best guy. Um, 
quick side note story. One time we all hung out and he was, he was like a photographer and he would like take pictures of her and be like, Chrissy, can you get out of the way? I want to take pictures of her. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Not a problem. But then we went and got cupcakes and he bought her six cupcakes and he said, hey, don't share it with anybody. You eat it all by yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I made a joke with her and then he was like, hey, that was rude. You should apologize to her. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. So I apologized, but he just rubbed me the wrong way. And like they were doing stuff that I didn't really think was healthy. So I was honest with her, but and she was super defensive and she kind of came at me and our friendship ended. And years later, I actually reached out and we met up, but I realized, you know, I think the pain was too, it was too real. It just hurt my feelings too much and I couldn't revive that friendship. So now we don't really talk. Are they still together? They are still together. They are still together. But I mean, not to talk trash Eight or anything. Eight years later, almost. But she has no friends. Yeah. Because, like, we still have, like, mutuals because we went to high school, but people said that she lost all her friends in college, which I feel bad, and that's why I reached out. But I realized when we hung out, like, I, I can't do it. Like, what's what was there is now gone, so. Well, I would also say just push back a little bit in that when you're 18 and you go through that it's so different than true. now when you're almost 26 and you have you know you just have a friend or somebody that maybe they they fall with some for somebody um i feel like as you get older you have less you have more secure i don't know i feel like you'll have more security yeah. a sense of your own security that it won't be more like you need to choose you I think you're just a friend that's gonna wait for that friend to help them kind of pick up the pieces if it's something that's not healthy or toxic no you're right we were 18 we were young and it was like a full-on breakup like we're never gonna talk to each other again but other than that I don't think I've ever had to cut someone out of my life and that's something that I don't really like doing and I don't think that's really me it's just if you're in my life, you're going to stay in my life. That's my MO. Yeah, but I also think, you know, um, you, I think as you get older, you realize you have to, in order to have strong friendships, you have to have a good sense of security about yourself. Like you can't be insecure. Yeah. And um, you have to also be happy for the other person. So right now you are single Jill right with plenty of time on your hand yeah so we do a lot of things together that because you have I always say to you you have nothing else to do and you always drop me along when you do have um when you do find that next guy hopefully sooner than later we'll see less of you and I think when you know my kids are like where is Jill emo and I'll say well she's with her boyfriend will be happy for you right and I think that's the thing is with my advice to people with friendships is that there'll be times of ebb and flow where you'll see that person a lot and then you'll see them less maybe because they have a new job and it consumes them and I think if you don't make it about you then the friendship will be strong is that something that you learned like 
later on in life? Like, or did you know that even when you're in your 20s? I think that I've always been like that, but I think it's because I've had a secure best friend in my husband. Yeah. You know, I have him, so I never really needed that. Like, if I needed someone to go to the movies with, there he is. There he is. I didn't have to wait for somebody. (laughs) Or, like, if I wanted to go try the new restaurant, I can always take him. I know. And I think that's where, um, that's where I think is the difference maybe than me and other people. But I would say that um, as your friends get older and you get older and they have more serious relationships or life changes, you have to be okay with them, the, the, the experience being different. Yeah. Do you make new friends still now? Yes. And um, I realize that it's really important to do that. Because me, as a 43-year-old with three kids living in, you know, Orange County, and I meet somebody who might be going through the same thing, that conversation, that time we spend together actually makes me a better person. And so I am always open to these friendships because I think the more friends you have, the more opportunity to have good relationships with lots of people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I always tell you to go out and make more friends. Yeah. And don't be so checklist about it. And I have been making new friends and, but it's expensive. Yeah. And I've been telling you like this month I looked through my credit card bills because I was paying it off. I was like... I went out a lot, but man, I spent a lot of money. Having friends is not cheap for sure. Oh, I think especially if you, all your friends have, um, live at home. Yeah. You know, you're less likely to just say, let's just come over and watch a movie because everybody lives at home. So it's, let's So we all go out and like we go, you know, eat dinner or we get drinks or whatever. But also I think I'm really thankful for our friendship. Because there are a lot of, I do have, all my friends are my age, so we can like relate to each other through that. But I received a lot of just like wisdom and guidance from you, which I wouldn't have gotten from like friends that are my age. And you've been through life, and so you know what it is like, and you've been there before. So I feel like you and Jim really do, um, you guys are my friends, but you guys are also like my older brother's and sisters as well. Yeah, and I think that's also something to think about because most people are friends within with people within a small age span, right? Yeah. Give or take five years. Yeah. So I do think for us having a friend that's 20 years mm-hmm. less, you know, a little less than 20 years different is also good for us, right? Because we are caught up a little bit on more of the trendier mm-hmm. things or even how we think is a little bit different or maybe even how we're going to parent in the future of like we have a preteen looks different. So I think it's even that, right? Is yeah. who do you have that's, um, are all your friends the same type of person? Yeah. So I have a friend who um, is almost 40 and she was telling me, and she's one of those people who grew up exactly what we're talking about. Um, Korean American, all her friends from elementary school, high school, college were all basically kind of the same group of people, all Korean American. Mm-hmm. And um, she was telling me how she met this older lady, I guess in her like maybe 60s, <gasps> working out. And she's because she really gained this great friendship with her. Hmm. And she's not Korean. And... Um, 
they spend, they spend time together and have really great conversation. And it makes, you know, at first you think, oh, that's so weird. But actually I'm sure their conversation is really rich on both ends and they both gain our better person because of the friendship. And I think that's one big factor for me is, am I a better person because this person is in my life? Mm -hmm. Right. And if you see, it's kind of like a relationship, right? With, if you're not your best self because of this person, then they're not, for me, it shouldn't be a good friend. And I think that's why it's hard for me to be friends with people who parent so differently than me, because I don't feel like, you know, they, they are doing the best for their child. Yeah. And I know that sounds really strange, but, um, I am in the education world. So for me, I see so many adults impact their own kids, not intentionally, but in a negative way. And it just, it's one of my, like, I can't. It's your red flags. Yeah. It's like a relationship, you know? What do you think you and Jim have gained from my friendship? I feel like we're hipper, right? Because we're cooler? Where maybe we're cooler. We, I stopped buying my clothes at Costco. If Even though yeah. I, I go straight and I look left, I keep going straight because you told me, don't buy your yeah. clothes at Costco. So that's been my big um, shift is, I guess. Um, and then I think, you know, you really helped me take care of my, like, physical stuff mm-hmm. by, like, really making me exercise and being aware. And I think that's what young people do is spending more on yourself, Yeah, which I think oftentimes people my age with kids they don't right everybody else is first and so that has been i think the biggest thing is helping me be my own better self right so wisdom and youth yep and if i got you to stop buying your clothes from costco if that's the biggest thing like i can pat myself on the back yeah you got me my first gift certificate to lululemon and i bought um the leggings and I told you I'm not going to wear them to exercise. I'm just going to wear them on my weekends because they're you, so comfortable. And you look like cool when you do yeah, it. I, and they're just so soft. So I think it's those kinds of things because I think sometimes as moms, you you need permission to put yourself first. And mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things which you shouldn't. So I think that's one of the biggest ins- things I get from our friendship. Yeah. I'm so grateful for our friendship. And I think it's really great. And I hope that um, this conversation about friendship makes everyone reach out to their really great friends and just thank them for being a great friend to them. And our listeners are our friends too. Yes. So thanks for joining us for the ride. And we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Bye.